The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Greetings, everyone. This is James Robinson, and this is Get Real Radio. And my guest today is probably one of the most influential guests I've had uh, on this program. His name is Daniel Gutierrez, and he is a motivational speaker. He's an author. He's a counselor. He's a spiritual guru. And uh, I've actually had the privilege of being on a 21-day uh, speaking uh, workshop with him and I and I can tell you that I hang on every word this man has to say. So welcome Daniel. Thank you James. I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited when you invited me to be on your show. I'm happy to be here and and with all your guests. And the the thing that uh Daniel is probably uh the most known for these days is his ability to help people create the life of their dreams and be successful and to do whatever it is that uh, they tend to uh, limit themselves from doing. And so, Daniel, I know you've had a very rich and uh, colorful background. I I know that you've had a lot of uh, adversity in your life. And Mm -hmm. so rather than go into the details of all that, because my, I, quite frankly, they can buy your book and read it for themselves. But it's uh, the thing I'd like to know is how is it that you took that adversity and created so much success around that? Wow! Yeah, and and you're right. Um, you know, just to back up a little bit, I wrote that book, "Stepping into Greatness." Success is up to you, because I was finding people that were saying to me, oh, you must be one of those fed with the silver spoon guys. (laughs) Right. You know, and I was going, no, 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 no. Anything that could have happened did happen, and sometimes twice, you know. And so I wrote that book um, so that people would get an idea of the path and the journey that I've been on myself. But, you know, James, there was something always inside of me that kept saying there's got to be something more than this. And to be honest with you, I came into this world with that, you know, with this desire to see more. I grew up in a little town called Midlothian, Texas. And, and you know, I remember, you know, living there, and there couldn't have been 4,000 people when I was living there. And and I just kept thinking to myself, there's, I mean, I was studying in school, the Mona Lisa, and, and, you know, Michelangelo's David, and all these things. And, and for a little country boy, I just kept sitting there going, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than, 
you know, um, back then, I guess, I don't know, maybe they still do, we'd get on the drag, which was barely two blocks long, <laughs> and, and we'd go around, you know, and, and that's all we did. That, that was the entertainment. And so I always had this drive in me to say, there's got to be more, there's got to be more. So as soon as I could get out of there, uh, graduate uh, high school, and then I went off to college, but I, I took off and decided, you know what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what my mission is. But I know one thing, I'm just going to keep trying things until I figure what that is. And that's one of the things that people don't do. They get stuck in one area, and they, they don't realize that life is a palette. It's a palette of colors. And when you choose a color, you don't have to stick with that color. If you don't like it, you change it. And that's what I was doing, James. I was just continually and, – and i got to tell you, I mean, I, there were times when, when it was just ugly. It was just ugly. I mean, times when I could better lift my head and, and, and wonder, how will I get out of there? How will I get out of this? What will I do? And, and, and you know what? Here's the thing that, that I hold on to, that I've learned about all those, those times when I was down. And mind you, I've had a lot of successes as well. Um, but this too shall pass. This too right. shall pass. And the last thing didn't kill me, so this was not going to kill me either. You know, right. and just realizing that, that this too shall pass, that time will pass and it will be worked out somehow. One thing that, um, you know, that's so key because I know my own personal experience has been that if there's anything that's constant in my life is that everything changes. And it's hard for me to get my head around the notion that just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean I'm having a bad life. Yes. And so it's, you know, it's, so you're, you know, what you just said, I think if I could just remember that, I think that I would, you know, things would lighten up quite a bit. Well, the other thing that I think that we have to remember is, and, and this is something that I would tell myself. The last time I was in this fight-or-flight mode, the last time that I was feeling the way I'm feeling right now, what happened? Because it is factual, statistically proven, that 99% of the things that we fear never show up. Yet mm-hmm. we sit there and, and we batter ourselves with the, with the regrets of yesterday and the fears of tomorrow. And so if, if 99% of the things do not show up, then what are we doing? Spending... Right. 99% of the time thinking that we can control it. And what happens is that when I looked at my life and I looked at all the things that I went through, my darkest fear never came to fruition. My darkest fear, which would have been whatever, dying or whatever it may have been in that situation. And, and if it did transpire, so listen, here's the magic. Here, here's what I would recommend to people. Until it happens... Don't be, what, you, what is your fear? When, once it happens, you can, you can do something about it. But if it hasn't happened yet, why would you spend your life having heart attacks and failing health and stress and uh, broken up marriages and you name it because we fear something that hasn't happened yet? I've always told my clients, when it happens, then we can deal with it. But until then, there's no reason to get stressed about it. And most of the people are in fear of what's going to happen. Now, how is it that we're going to live so far in the future and, and put ourselves in a, in a place we have absolutely no control. The only place that we have control is in the present moment, the right here, right now. And if I, if I do what I'm supposed to do right here, right now, in this moment, 
and, and I take that next step, the path will appear. But if I sit there on the couch believing that somehow this magical check's going to show up in my, in my mailbox, they're going to repo that thing, and the only thing you get to be is right. And so, so people just need to, to realize that until that action happens, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a, a lawsuit, whether, whatever, once you get those papers, now you've got something you can deal with. But until then, it's non-existent. Well, that sounds, you know, great advice. I just, something you just said uh, triggered something in my brain, and that is, it, it, is it important for people to make a list of the things that, you know, when they were at their darkest moment, and, or they were stressed beyond belief, to sit down and, and remember what actually happened in spite of all of that, because it, you know, one thing that I have a horrible memory for is the good stuff. I can remember <laughs> all the things that went wrong, but you know, remembering all the things that went right is hard for me. I don't know why that is, but it's like, um, you know, I, I don't remember. For example, you were saying that you know when when I was in a really dark spot, what really happened, and for some reason, my brain doesn't do that automatically um, well, we have to condition so, ourselves to do that because we're taught to look at the negative we're constant look at the news there's nothing positive about the news look right. at the negative look at the negative look at the negative look at the negative. so 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 we have to start conditioning ourselves to look for the good you know right. james i have this exercise called the penny exercise because i, I try to get people present and, and as crazy as it may seem one of the biggest problems we have in this world, and I mean this world because I talk to people all over the world every day, is our inability to stay present. The reason we get into fear, doubt, and disbelief is because we're in the future of the past. Yeah. We've got to stay in the present moment. So I have this exercise called the penny exercise, and what I do is I have people go out looking for pennies because you can't see them unless you're present. And when you see them, you begin to realize that in that moment when you bend over to pick up that penny or when you see that penny, that you are present in the present moment. And if we can stay at it, now the reason why we always see the negative, again, is because we've been conditioned. So I, wouldn't, I don't know that I would make a list of the things that have gone wrong in our life. What I want to do, what I would rather do is make a list of who I was being, B-E-I-N-G, in that moment that got me through it. Right, what okay. happened? Because it didn't come, th- it didn't come true. But there was something in me that switched. I was courageous. I was proud. I was, I was happy. I was something happened to make that shift. And the only way, and so that, those are the things. I have a chapter in my book called du- the, the Art of Duplicating Success. Once you've had just a little bit of success, and that's what I leaned on so much, James, in my life. I figured, boy, if I did that, I can do that. And if I did this, I can do that. But I didn't focus on those negative things because if I did, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Well, I'd be crying. Yeah. <laughs> I me. Well, I I want to ask a question because I I don't mean to put you on the spot, but right. I, one thing that uh, I'm always fascinated about is just how resilient people are. Mm-hmm. And what is it? You know, when I there's a old thing that we used to do in an organization I was involved in is we would all put our problems on the table, and uh, invariably. You know, I would take mine back because mine never compared to everybody else's. So, what is the hardest thing that you had to go through? Oh gosh, that, that was 
instrumental in you being so successful? Well, I, I did an event in um, 2001 in Los Angeles. It was it was uh, an event that was designed to to basically bring people, the Latino community together. And I had movie stars, and I had all kinds of people speaking that day. And I put a lot into it uh, at the at the LA Convention Center. Well, long story short, I lost one hundred fifty thousand dollars in that day. One hundred fifty grand, and I didn't have one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I lost one hundred fifty grand, and and. I should have wrote a book, how to go from from zero to negative one fifty in fifteen minutes. People probably would have bought that book. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what happened, and the reason that was a, a pivotal point in my life because I was at home depressed. You should have seen the papers. I still got the clippings. You know, uh, the, um, I had fifteen hundred seats, and 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 maybe a hundred people showed up. Me, I had a heyday with me here in Los Angeles. And I felt bad because I thought, gosh, how will I ever pay these people back? And what am I going to do? And, and, and so I went into some of a little depression when one of the speakers called me up and he says, Daniel, he says, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm just beat up. What am I going to do? I just don't know what to do. I mean, I owe all this money. He says, is there anybody calling you for it? I said, no. Is anybody suing you for it? He said, no. He said, then what are you doing? I said, I just feel bad. He goes, well, that's your stuff. He said, there's no debtor's prison. There's no prison for people who try. You went out there and did a good thing for people. So you failed. The event failed. People don't fail. You didn't fail. The event failed. So get out there and show people that you're willing to fight and get out there and show people that you want to try again and don't disappear because then they will talk about you. And that's what I did. And that was one of the hardest things I ever did was show up back in public. And say, you know what? It is what it is. And the next event that I had was in, in San Jose, California, and it was sold out. Sold out. But that was one of those, those moments, James. And, and that's, that's a business thing. There's many things that I've been through that I'm not proud of that, that were difficult. But yet I will tell you right now, I don't live my life with regrets. I know that every single of those events that I went through, all, every single one of those uh, experiences that I had, were preparing me to do the job that I do today, my life's work, my joy, and my passion here around the world. Oh, wow. That's just so, so inspirational. One thing that, you know, it seems like, I don't know of anything that's maybe, uh, I, the worst thing, I can think of two worst things that people have to deal with. One is economic problems money problems yep and the other one is the loss of a loved one mm-hmm. Been both and, <laughs> yeah i know you i know you have and that's that's why i'm going to ask this question and that is is there a simple thing that people can do other than keep you know keep breathing that they can do to weather the storm i think that the greatest thing that you can offer the world Let's just say the, 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 the grieving person is love. Because outside of love, because the heart is only love and source is only love, anything else you demonstrate, even crying with them, is weakness. It's showing them that even though you may be empathizing with them at the moment, what they need to see is strength. And, and when we keep ourselves centered, not allowing ourselves to get caught up in what, what could happen and what did happen, 
but, but getting caught up in, you know what, I'm still here. You know, I've been through three divorces. I've been through bankruptcy. I've been through drug addiction in my younger years. I, I mean, you name it, I've been there. I, I mean, I don't have It's in my book. I ain't saying anything that's not there. Right. I've, been, I've been down that path. I, I don't just talk about it. I've lived it. I understand. I get it. That, you know, how is it? How do we get out of those places? And the only thing I can tell you is that you've got to stay centered, and you've got to believe that there's something better. There's got to be something in you that, that can just hang on to just even if it's a mustard seed of hope that there's something better. And, and realize, now this is, the, this is the thing that most people may or may not understand, and realize that your most dominant thought has always been shaping your world. And when you get to that place where you realize that because I was told I was going to be a nothing all my life, I became a nothing – those thoughts shaped your world, and those thoughts can change your world when you choose to. And so when you, if, if there's someone that died, if, there, if, there, if you're going through financial hardship, folks, most of the story that you're scared of is in your head. I'll give you a quick example. I had a guy I was talking to that, that, that uh, um, was going to kill himself. He says, you know, I just wanted to talk to you, Dan. I love what you do, and I'm just so happy that, that you allowed me to, to talk to you. And I said, what's going on? He told me the whole thing. He was, <laughs> he was going to end his life over a $35 light bill. And I said to him, I, I couldn't help it, James. I just kept laughing. You know me, I laugh all the time. And I laughed, and I said to him, I said to that young man, I said, listen to me. Do you think that by you not paying that bill, that big company is going out of business? No. Do you think that the, even the, the, that the bill you owe belongs to the bank that you probably you owe the money to? No. What are you doing? You think, what's happening? And, you know, and it's because in our head, we get wrapped up in, in the what shoulds and the what coulds and what people believe about us. And it's all a lie. It's all a lie. So center yourself, stay centered, and, and really challenge your thoughts. And ask yourself, is it real or is it not? And that's what I've always had to do that, James, to get through all this stuff. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here. That is such a great, great lesson for all of us. Uh, this is a great time for us to take a break and let our sponsors, who we are so grateful for, that uh, you know we wouldn't be here without them. But uh, we're going to take a break, and this is Get Real Radio with our special guest, Daniel Gutierrez, and I am James Robinson. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Monday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we've, we've got a transformational leader, a real live human being. And I, you know, and I would have to say, if there's ever been a man that deserves the title of Mr. Success, it's Daniel, Daniel Guterres. And, he, you know, one of the things that it's not so much how high you get, but it's how far you got. And Daniel is really one of these people that has survived a lot of stuff and, and become very, very successful. And uh, one thing I, we were chatting over the break, and one thing I was kind of curious about is, uh, do you see what, I mean, you've talked to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and is, is there a common theme that you seem to be, or is there a common problem that people are wrestling with these days? Yeah, I do, James, and you're not going to believe what it is, but I'm, I'm going to tell your audience, and they're probably going to sit there and scratch their head when I say this, it's the fear of success. Wow. People, people don't know what they don't know. Now, if you're trying to do something and you fail... I would, I would challenge to, for you to look at your, your actions. Most people sabotage their own success. I know. I, I was a king of it. <laughs> because they don't know what they do. They don't know what they do. There is an emotional addiction to lack of success, believe it or not. In other words, if I make a lot of money, and I have a lot of money in my hand, but my MO has always been, let me get through the month, and as long as nothing got repoed, I'm cool then you're going to spend all that money to make yourself right about that situation. And it's an emotional addiction. The neurons and neopeptides that are firing off in your brain is no different than a heroin addict. That's how powerful it is. And so we go through life fearing success and creating the opposite of it. Our parents told us we were this. Our mom told us we were that. Our, you know, our, our lover or husband or wife won't let us. You name it. You name it, it goes on and on. So, so the number one thing that I get is people fear, what would happen if I actually got it? 
What would happen if I actually had money? What would happen if I actually found that significant other? What would happen if I actually got what I desire in life? Well, you'd go into a big depression. And the reason you'd go into a big depression is because you would be, wouldn't know what to do with it. And so in order for you to be right, in order for you to understand the, the, the emotional addiction that you have, you would create a situation to make sure that that, that, that situation sabotaged your success. And so that's, a, that's a, um, um, a cycle, James, that people get in, and they don't even know they're doing it. That's why, that's why the lottery people who win millions and millions of dollars end up with no money or athletes who make millions and millions of dollars end up on, on the street because they, there's, a, there's a disconnect between success, success and their self-esteem. It's got to rise together at the same time. And when it rises together at the same time, you begin to have that self-worth that I'm worth this. I get this. This is, my, this is mine to have versus, ooh, I don't know about this. Well, what if I go to some rich dinner and I don't know how to use the plates and the spoons and all this stuff? And so we begin to create stuff to keep us from being successful. I would say that 99% of the people I talk to, I ask them that question. What do you fear? What do you fear? Why isn't it that you aren't living the life that you desire? Because you fear what it might look like if you got there. You fear what it might look like if you had the perfect husband or wife. You fear what it looks like if you actually could live every month and have money in the bank. You, you fear what it would look like for a business to be successful and you be doing the things that you desire in your life. Traveling around the world, you fear that level of success. And I'm telling you here today that until you break that cycle, then you're going to continue. No matter how high you go up, you're going to get slammed down to the bottom again. It's kind of what I call the Archie Bunker Syndrome. We, just, we love to be in at that survival, sitting on a, sitting on a, a chair, drinking a beer. I know how to drink a beer and sit on a chair, but I don't know how to do enlightenment. I don't know how to do spirituality, and I'm afraid if I get up or I'm going to fail, so I slam myself right back down to survival mode again. And that's where most people live, survival. And that's because that's all they know because of this emotional addiction that they have. So you have to go through a process of working on your mindset and working on, on, your, on, on the things that have been plaguing you all your life. And if you do... Then you get to a place where you can begin to see success. And I appreciate your comment about Mr. Success. I don't know if I'd call myself that, but I know what it takes to keep picking myself off the ground. I can't tell you how many people said, man, you just get whooped and you get back up. I said, because I don't know any better. I know that if I just keep doing this, it's going to change. And I also know today that, that my, my level of success is in direct proportion to my, con, my connection to spirituality, my walk and my desire to find more enlightenment, more peace and tranquility. And that came through time, and it came through me believing that if I hung in there, it would eventually show up, and it did. Which is why today I always tell people, I'm not talking to you philosophically or theoretically. I am speaking to you from experience that there are ways that we can lift ourselves up and, and find our ways to that, that level of prosperity and abundance and tranquility that we all look for. But success, that, that's what people fear. That's what they're stuck in. I'm speechless. I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> and that's not saying something. But one, uh, golly, that just—I uh, need to 
sit and meditate on that for a while. But uh, they, we've gotten a couple of questions in and wanted to ask you, you mentioned emotional addiction. Mm-hmm. And, and someone uh, sent in a question, how do you deal with uh, uh, the emotional addiction to not get what you want? I mean, it's, it's the same process that you got the emotional addiction in the first place. And, and that's doing the opposite of what you're doing right now. As you learned in my 21 day class, James, is that it takes repetition. It takes repetition of being mindful of your thoughts, being mindful that, that, that the truth is that everything you could possibly desire is at the fingertips of your awareness. There is nothing out there that we, that we need to ask for. It's already there. I'll give you a, a concrete example. Um, a few months back or a year back, my mother brought a, a, bought a brand new car, and she was so excited about this car. And she calls me up, and we're talking about this car. And she goes, Danny, but I have, I have, a, I have a question. I have, it's weird. I said, what's that, Mom? She says, <clears throat> excuse me, she says, when I, when I bought the car, nobody had one. So that's why I bought that color. As soon as I drove it off the lot, everybody had one. <laughs> I said, Mom, everybody uh, always had one. But you see, you didn't have the experience of having it, so you could not see it. Just like if you haven't had the experience of success, you can't see it. And only by continually renewing of your mind on a day in and out basis, on a second-by-second basis, on a present-by-present basis, can you even begin to shift that. And it takes work. If it took 50 years to screw up your life, it's going to take a little bit of time. Most people don't want to give that time, James. They don't. They want to go back to just back to Archie Bunker. Let's go back and sit on on the couch with a beer. And you know what? I know this. I can do this. This is not hard. Yeah, because you've already conditioned yourself. So in order to break that habit, then you have to condition yourself to look for good. You've got to do the penny exercise. You've got to look for those pennies. Hey, yesterday, my son and I were at his open house at school, and, and we, they were doing this raffle thing. And, you know, he and I just, we love winning things, and we know we're going to. And I'm training him on the things that I learned. And, 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 and sure enough, you've got to imagine there's 100 people, 200 people looking at these baskets and buying dollar tickets and putting them in there so they could win. Now, you've got two or 300 people walking around, and what do I do? I look down. And I find a penny, a shiny penny straight in front of me. And I told my son, look, I found a penny. He goes, great, Dad. Let's go over to the basket with the lottery stuff in it, and let's get that one. (laughs) And so it's on how you see life. 200 people are stepping all over it. That's abundance. You know, the other way that you get out of that emotional addiction is gratitude for everything. Even the experience you're going through now that may not feel good, you've got to get in gratitude. You've got to be grateful for the things that you see in front of you because let me tell you something. I travel the world, and there are a lot of places that, I mean, that can't even listen to this radio show. They don't have food. They don't have lights. They don't have carpet on the ground or dogs and pets and all that. Be grateful. And when we get into gratitude, there's two vibrations as human beings that, 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 vibe, that are the highest vibrations that human beings can vibrate at, and that's love and gratitude. And that's what those two things. And the one thing that, that we have to understand is that our heart is connected to pure love, and that's it, which is why it's connected to source. And if that's true, then, then we've got to know that anything else that we come up with in our consciousness and our awareness and our mind is made up by me. I made up this, this idea that I wasn't worthy. I made up this idea that I couldn't make money. I made up this idea, which becomes the emotional addiction. 
So in order to change that, it takes repetition and it takes time and it takes effort of just realizing and catching those thoughts and going, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? Most of us, folks, listen to this, this will blow your mind. Most of us are operating on something that our great grandparents said that went through the depression. That, you know, there's not enough. There's only scarcity. You know, count your pennies. Don't spend your money. Wait for a rainy day. And then the only thing you get is six foot under and someone else spends your money. That's crazy. So in order to break that emotional addiction, the answer is you've got to start practicing things that are, that are the opposite of that thinking. And, and the only way you do that is through awareness. And once you have awareness, you have choice. And you have a choice to decide whether you're going to stay stuck in that belief or think something else. And I promise you, if you change that, things will change. That's, that is so uplifting. But let me ask a, a question, and maybe this is a, a, a question that shows my ignorance, but there are some, I have heard dreams. I've heard people say, this is what I want to do with my life. And for whatever reason, it's highly unlikely they're ever going to achieve that. For example, somebody came in, they were in their 60s, they had a $30,000 a year job, and they wanted a penthouse suite on Park Avenue in Manhattan. Okay. And so the one thing I have learned is you never tell anybody that their dream is unlikely, but in my own head, I did not, you know, it just seems to me that sometimes people have a dream that is unrealistic. Let me tell you what happens there, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the reason that is unrealistic is because they're, they're setting their, their, themselves up for failure. Because, see, here again, here's the addiction again. They know how to fail. They can have that dream all their life. But the only reason they set it so high is because it's setting them up for that addiction of failure. They don't even know they're doing it. So that, it's a reoccurring thing that, that, that I know how to fail, so if I set myself up to be president of the United States, knowing that that's somewhat unrealistic, then all I get to be is right, that I can't. Rather than, so here's how you do this. Let me tell you the, how, how you break that habit. Okay, for those of you that are wondering, this is simple. You start setting goals and, and start setting levels that build your self-esteem, not break them. So it, I believe he could have that home on Pat Park Avenue. But first, let's find out if he's homeless. If you're homeless, you might want to try to figure out how to get a shack. And after you get a shack, you might want to figure out how to get an apartment. After you get an apartment, you might want to figure out how to get a house. After you get a house, you can just build it. You set yourself up to succeed. And I'll give an example on my speaking fees. When I first started, I mean, I'm a small-town boy from Midlothian, Texas, folks. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would end up where I was at in public speaking. But I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And when I first started out, I could muster up free. I used to say I was, I was, um, uh, I'd work for me. I was Meals on Wheels. I was Meals on Wheels. If you fed me, I'd come speak. And then eventually I got, I got a little bit of self-esteem, and I started charging $50 four hours worth of work. And then I started charging $100 to speak. Then I went to 1500 But see, I was building this, this, this power within me, and I was building the self-esteem, and I was breaking that emotional addiction that I wasn't worth it and that I wasn't worthy. And I was building, and then I went to 1500 and then 3500 then 7000 And then in the end, today I get between ten dollars and $25,000 an hour. How did that happen? 
Small-town boy from Midlothian, Texas? I got to tell you, the first time I saw that check, I almost fell over. Harley Davidson. <laughs> almost fell over. I said, damn, that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> Especially for 45 minutes worth of work. But folks, I, 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 I didn't set myself up for failure. Now, if I had said to myself, I'm going to make $25,000 an hour, I would have continued the, the pattern of debilitating, sabotaging, and that emotional addiction of failure. And the only thing I would have been was right. So I started where I knew I could, I could believe in it. I started where I knew I could believe in it. And it's the same thing for any of you out there that are listening today. You want to break that habit, quit setting yourself up for failure. Don't say you, you, that you're going to that you're going to do all these wonderful things and you're 400 pounds and you need to lose weight. Start with that. You know, I ain't saying you can't have it. But what I am saying is to get real. Get real and realistic about where you are. I I you can have anything you want. I have lived my last dreams. I am excited about my life. I I you know, I I just I mean James, I just can't imagine what the next 30, 40 years are going to be like. But it took a long time to get here. It wasn't easy all the time. And that's why I have so much love for people and so much appreciation for, for the work that I do. Because I know, I know, I know, I know what it feels like, Don. I know some of you today are hurting. Some of you are broke. Some of you are scared. End of the month is coming. Holy crap, how are we going to pay the bills? I can't pay my health costs. I can't pay this. I'm lonely and my health is messed up. Yeah, because that's what the, that's what the collective consciousness of air thoughts, that's what the world wants you to believe. You're broken. And you're only as broken as you think you are. Period. The end. Well, the, uh, I think everybody can take one-tenth of what you just said and make a successful life. One thing that was, I was worried or wondering about is if somebody was going to get a uh, counseling session with you, how would they do that? That's a good if question. If they wanted to hire you. To uh, well, what they would do is go to um, my website and um, on my website, I think there's a section that says contact Daniel and you could just you know put your information in there and in the comments just put down that you wanted that you wanted to talk to me and you know james i talk to, I, I love talking to people i love talking to people and and i love working with people and i work with people all over the world i mean that's that's another thing i mean james i look at my life there i never my wildest dream started to be working with people in france and poland and australia and 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 new zealand and and brazil and mexico and and Portugal and the United States and Canada. I mean, it's, it, I, I love that because you know what I found out? It doesn't matter what country you're in. Broken is broken. Broken is well, broken. And that's well, something that, that I understand. Well, uh, nice segue. We've got to take a break. And one thing we'll definitely follow up on that when we come back to, uh, after our break. And this is Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson. And we're learning a lot from our guest, Daniel Gutierrez. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and we have a very, very uh, knowledgeable and effective a teacher with us today, Daniel Gutierrez. And one thing I wanted to ask, Daniel, I know you've, we've been talking about helping individuals, but you help businesses as well, correct? Yes. And what yes. can you do for a business that's struggling yes. or anything like that? My my biggest, uh, well, I'll give you a little story. One time I went to this, well, this guy called me. And he came, brought me into his office, and and he's quite large person, African American, about six foot six, hands built like you know swallowed mine. <laughs> and 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 he looks at me, and I, he goes, "Why are you here?" I said, "Well, you called me." He said, "Well, what are you, an efficiency expert?" I said, "No." And I looked at him. I thought, "Man, I got to come up with something here." And he says, I've been in this business, construction business, 27 years. What makes you think you can come here and teach me something? I said, again, I didn't call you. I said, I'm a lumberjack. And now, now he's getting mad. What do you mean a lumberjack? I said, you see, in 27 years, you've built a tree so high, so thick, and so wide, not even you can see around it. I'm going to help you cut it down. And you know what? 
My, my contract was for four months. He got it in two weeks, and I, and I got paid, and he left. Bottom line is that all of us need someone to help us see around that tree. And, and we get in business because we love something. We leave because we, we become disillusioned. We become disillusioned about the reality of why we got in the first place, and that's our fault. I had another guy that I was working with, and he had a great business, very successful, very ungrateful. And I had him go down and work on Skid Row in Los Angeles. He, was, he almost didn't do it, but he did. He got it. He came back crying. He got it. At the end of the day, is I, it, it, the business is never the problem, folks. The business is, is an entity. It's a shell. It's you that drives that business is the problem. And, I, and I, what I try to do is to help business owners really see either A, get over their fear of I'm too small, how can I get a, a job that big, I'm in a client that big, or, or, or whatever it may be. I mean, it, it's a, my business is about people. It's about people. And it doesn't matter if you're a business owner, an individual, or a, a president of a country. We're all people at the end of the day. And we all have the same fears. And when we lay our head down and succumb to sleep, we're all equal. We're all equal. We have the same fears of, for our families and our, and our future and our country and our children. And that's what I like to work on, James, is I, I go in and work with people. And I've seen businesses that I've worked with go from $300,000 a month to $1.3 million a month. I didn't create any magic. I just went in there and showed them what was true. Let's get factual about what's there, not your opinions. Our opinions don't matter. What's important in business is be factual. 99% of you in business didn't even make the call. So how the hell is it ever supposed to come around? <laughs> yeah. Right? They don't even make the right. call. Well, they might not like me or they don't want to do business with me. I said, really? Uh, I, I'm, I subscribe to the person who tells me no, I'm going to keep calling. It's not about you, right? It's always about, you know, making sure that we show up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, uh, this is one that just came out of left field. If, if you had a chat with President Obama, what would you tell him? Whew, that's a good one. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an advisor to the Department of White House personnel. And uh, I've had a chance to, to speak to Mr. Joe Biden, and, and I remember talking to Joe Biden about business health back then when we were debating it. I was there at the White House, and, and you know, I was asking him how we're ever supposed to, to, to compete with what they were doing. But if I had anything to say to, to President Obama, um, is, is, is this. Stand in your truth. No matter what happens, stand in your truth. And if as long as you stand in your truth, not someone else's truth, not the one that bought you, not the, the Congress, not Senate, not just your truth. If you stand in your truth, you never have to wake up in the middle of the night wondering what I said or what I didn't do. And that's what I would say. Stand in your truth. Okay. Well, that's, that's good advice for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Other than you know, you've mentioned being aware of your thoughts and being grateful, is there anything else that you do every day to, and to help you be successful? Well, you know, I, I thought about that. And, you know, I do a lot of things. And, you know, um, one of the other things is, is staying present not allowing myself to run away with, with whatever's in my mind or whatever my mind wants to play um, games with me. But every day in the morning before, I, I mean, soon as I open my eyes every day, 
every single day without fail. It doesn't matter if I feel good, I don't feel good, I got a headache, I got in pain. I wake up and I say thank you because I know this is going to be a great day. I'm excited about getting up. I'm excited that I get an opportunity one more day to walk this earth and be a part of this journey called the human experience. And you know what? Every day, it comes with its challenges and it comes with its rewards. And the next day, I get up and I do it again. And I do it again. And I smile. I smile. And my son's the same way. He gets up smiling every single day. And I think that, that when you get up with that kind of disposition, no matter what's happened to you, things will change. You can't keep doing the right things and get wrong results. It's impossible. I know, uh, you know, I know that's probably something I should put on my wall. So that's the first thing I see in the morning um, to be grateful to have another. Sh- put it shot on your roof so when you open your eyes, you see it. <laughs> yeah, that ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that uh, I wanted to ask you because I, I've I've seen on your website and and other materials that you know Michael Ruiz, who is a very famous uh, teacher. And how important is it for people to have a uh, spiritual guide or a spiritual teacher, or do they need one? Uh, I think think it's important that you go wherever your spirit's being fed. If it's your church, if it's your spiritual center, if it's through a guru, if it's a teacher— Whatever, whatever works for you. There is no wrong way to do life. There's only your way. And if you can just take that to the bank, you'll be a happier person. But it's, I think, important. The reason why I do what I do and people hire me to work with them is because, you know what? Like I said, they need help with the blind spots. I've had a coach for 10 years. And I need her to help me sometimes with my blind spots. And it's important to find your way to wherever you're going to be fed, wherever your spirit leads you to go. I mean, I'm telling you, whether it's James or me or whatever, if there's something in you saying, oh, I should call him or I should write him or I should hire him or I should be in his class, do it before your mind takes over and you go back to thinking whatever it was you were thinking. Act on those impulses because let me tell you something. uh, I don't think I could be where I'm at today if it wasn't for – People like Don Miguel Reese, who's a dear friend of mine, and he and I are constantly, we travel the world speaking together, you know, and, and be able to, to, to be around that kind of love. Um, you got it, you have to have it demonstrated somewhere. And it's obvious that wherever it was in your life did not do that, you're going to have to seek it out. You're going to have to seek it out. We're all seekers of something. What are you seeking? Good question. I do want to give you the chance to tell people what your uh, your new programs that, that are coming out and, and everything else that you're offering. Okay. I, I want to tell everybody that I just got through a 21-day meditation uh, workshop or uh, it was a counseling workshop, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It, it really helped me think outside the box and to understand where I needed help and what my thought processes were and my belief systems and everything else. So I really do recommend that if you get a chance to do one of his programs that you you take that chance, jump at it, because it will definitely help your reality. And so I, I'll turn it over to you, okay. Daniel, to, to well, tell I people have a what 20, you're doing. Well, I have a 21-day um, 
uh, event coming up. It's 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 on the phone. You don't even have to be. You have to make it because I send out the audios every day. But it's a 21 day process where we begin to do the things to start to program success into your mind and, and to help you understand how how you're in your own way. So it's really kind of a getting out of way. So it's called 21 Days to um, Abundance and Self-Awareness. And self-awareness is the key to enlightenment. It's the key to success. It's the key to better relationships. It's the key to more money. And that's what we do for 21 days. If you want to learn about it, you can go to my website. Uh, it's Daniel Gutierrez forward slash 21 days. And I'm going to spell that for you. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com forward slash 21 days and if you go there you'll see a, a testimonial and you'll hear you know you'll see people uh talking about the program and you know what you, you owe it to yourself 21 days and it's at nine o'clock in the morning pacific standard time and it lasts what about 35 minutes 30 depends sometimes 10 yeah. 15 minutes it depends on how people feel i let people share and talk i talk to them live it's a lot of fun it's a community and we share 21 days together, and I promise you at the end of those 21 days, if you give yourself that gift, you'll be different. If you're not different, well, you've got to go try something else. <laughs> Don't give up. <laughs> so <laughs> what can I tell you? You know, so um, the only thing I always tell people, the only thing I can guarantee is I'm going to show up 100, 150%. I can't guarantee you're going to show up. But if you do, you will get the results. Also, um, Today's the last day to, to sign up, but if, if you just one of those last-minute people, I'm going to Peru on June 23rd. I'm taking a, a, a group there on a spiritual journey of Peru, and uh, you can find that on my website as well, danielgutierrez.com, and, um, and you can uh, jump on. Someone did just the other day, just, just quickly, just said, yeah, I'm going, boom, and, and so we're setting that up. Uh, let's see here. What else? I have a few other things. I'll tell you what. If you want to keep in touch with what I'm doing, go to my website again, D-A-N-I-E-L-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z.com. And on the very front page, there's a place there for you to sign up for my messages that I send out about what I'm doing. And you'll get a free gift of four audio CDs just for signing up. Go sign up there. And, and I'll be sending stuff out in the next couple of weeks about Dialogues of the Heart, which is another program that I have. It's on Wednesdays. I'm building a spiritual community of people to come together and just talk. And, and I teach one, one uh, of the Wednesdays. And then the other Wednesday, I interview someone. I interview someone every Wednesday in the evenings. Don Miguel Reese is my guest this Wednesday coming up. And it's very wow. inexpensive. It's, 19, it's $20 a month. And you get four, you get eight phone calls. It's $2.50. But that's my way of giving back. And so I have this spiritual community that's coming, coming together. It's called Dialogues of the Heart. So everything that, that you want to find out is on my website. Uh, most importantly, it's a 21-day class I got starting. It's a good way to jump in and just start listening to something different. You're going to resist it. I already know. Most people do. They're like, oh, I don't know about this stuff. What does that mean? Well, all I got to say is if whatever you're doing is working for you, stay stuck in it. <laughs> 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 All right, James, that's what I have. All right, well, let me uh, ask you one last question because it's almost time. Uh, if there was one thing that you could tell people that would make their life better, what is it? Oh, wow, this, this is a big one. This is one that I had to learn, and we could do a whole show on this. Love yourself. You can't expect someone else to do it for you. 
You can't seek, keep seeking validation where you're not going to get it because people have their own lives and they have their own stuff and they can barely find a way to love themselves. Don't look for it. Be it. And that's one of the things that, that I sought after to, to get to a place where I could love myself no matter what, no matter what. There's a quote in my book that, that says, God saw a beautiful vase in me when I would have settled for being an ashtray. Love yourself, forgive yourself, accept yourself. And if you do those things, if you do those things first, you'll find that on the outside. It's an inside job. Go within or go without. Excellent, excellent advice. Okay, well, it looks like our time is up. And, Daniel, I want to thank you so much. It's, thank uh, you. I've been told by my assistant that I absolutely butchered your name, but I'm from the South. and I, we're, I t- <laughs> It's fine, man. I've heard worse. Trust me, I grew up in Texas. <laughs> my tongue does not work. So it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Gutierrez has been my guest, and this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. Everyone have a fantastic best day of your life. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self.